0: This episode is brought to you by North Texas Honda Dealers. North Texas Honda Dealers—they're here to help.
1: He has Time launches it to the end zone. Touchdown!
2: Terrence Williams so goes to the right side for Crabtree. It's caught. He plays. Oh, he's the water Red
0: Raider. He's up the ten. What's he up the right
1: sideline? He's got to go. He's tackled. Sam Houston wins it. The Bearcats capture their. Welcome into the Republic of Football podcast. I'm your host Carter Yates, filling in for Ishmael Johnson today because he's out with the sniffles. Uh, I'm running point for y'all today on this show. We got a two-man wolf pack: Mallory Hartley, everyone's favorite Mal pal, is over at Michigan Troll. Trying okay. to get us up on Twitter right now,
2: yeah, it says we're up, um I'm really loud. It says we're up, but I don't see us actually up on Twitter, so the people need I to hear this I know i'm I'm trying really hard okay no, you're doing your it's best. been it's a it's been a busy week for us, so it's been a huge week, I know exactly, so I wasn't here for the rest of the day yesterday, wasn't here for a lot of the day Monday. And now I'm just trying to keep it all together. And then now I'm going out of town tomorrow. And it's like, ah, everything's well, just happening at once, you know?
1: You've been lucky you've been out of the office because I'm drinking some emergency right now because the plague is going on out there in the office. And ish it now. It sure is. Ish now because it is flown around my desk clump like three different times. So now ish at the editorial desk is the first man to go down. So you should start drinking this emergency. It's like a kindergarten classroom out there.
2: It's like a kindergarten classroom. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's been kind of tough. I mean, I know a lot of people that are sick right now. Ashley woke up this morning and she kind of had the sniffles too. Um, but I've I've felt fine. I don't know if you've felt bad at all, but I've felt kind of fine. It's so. gone
1: around like three different. Like VNA came in sick. Brett was out two days. Our SMU insider Clayton sick like every other <coughs> week. So at some point, I'm just right. gonna I'm fighting it off, fight for my life out there. But also correct. Happy National Women and Girls in Sports Day (laughs) to you Mallory.
2: Thank you so much. Yeah it's uh, I saw that when I woke up this well actually my first thought this morning was oh crap it's National Signing Day which we'll get to in a minute uh, and how much of that really means anything right now.
1: We'll talk about it. We'll
2: we'll, we'll, we'll get into it Um, but thank you. Yeah I actually saw it was uh, National Women in Sports Day and I stood up and I was like hey Ashley. Happy Women in Sports Day. And she was like, yeah, that's today. We're going to a, a little banquet tonight um, at UNT for it. So we're super, super excited for that. But thank you. I What's going it.
1: on at the banquet tonight?
2: It's just a it's a women's sports panel. Um, we There's a couple of big-name guests that are coming, uh, a lot of UNT alum. So we were invited to it, um, us being UNT alum as well. So we're very excited for that. It'll be fun. I can't believe y'all didn't food. have
1: that marked on your calendar, like counting down the day.
2: Well, we were told about it, like... Like a week ago, two weeks ago. So I mean, we're excited. Well, here's the thing: I knew this banquet was tonight, but I guess in my busy brain, I just didn't realize that. Oh, hey, today is actually National Women in Sports Day. Like I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't put two and two together that they were having it on this the same day, which would make a lot of <laughs> sense. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, then I guess. I just didn't put two and two together. But, yeah, it's a busy day. National Signing Day and National Women in Sports Day. So, And I'm sitting here doing a show with you. I um, know. Well, I came in. I said, hey, happy, nas- day.
1: Na- happy National Women in Sports Day. Here's your award. You do Republican football Literally.
2: Today. I know. Seriously. I can't believe
1: it didn't fall on Women Talking Football Day. Uh, but, anyway, know, we, got a, we got a big show for you all today. We got National Signing Day breakdown, which we talked about. Does it totally mean as much as it used to? Then we're going to recap a bit of our East-West Shrine Bowl. Might not go the full hour. I When Ish called in sick today, me and Mallory looked at each other and said, how are we going to talk to each other for an hour on this podcast?
2: And we'll <laughs> do fine. Well, uh, we're going to hit on a little bit of um, some impactful players that have signed um, today. We're not going to really dive much into early signing day because that's long and gone. Um, and mm-hmm. then you picked one – power four now and one g5 program in the state of texas that you think have done the best in terms of national signing day early signing day and i guess you could pull in the transfer portal as well so we'll get into that but first let's go ahead and talk about national signing day and some of the impactful players that we think as the two of us um really are probably going to make an immediate impact into the program. Of course, I guess probably the headline today. They talked about it a lot on Texas football tonight, but it's got to be Timson athlete Terry Bussey. And if you remember back in November, I believe, of 2023, he actually committed to um, Texas Mm A&M on our airways. Greg Powers went down to Timson, and he got the entire thing on video. Um, And we were live on YouTube, and I believe Texan Live as well, um and he committed and I, he signed. Correct? He signed I mean, today. Yeah, he signed. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like You can't sign Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that. but like but I was like I yeah, he did sign for sure today. Um but he was I guess he I don't even know how to really say it. Like he like reaffirmed? Well, that shout he out Terry Bussy, <laughs> man,
1: because National Signing Day now in February has next to no intrigue because Correct. of the early signing period in December. I remember being in high school with all my friends on that February morning refreshing Twitter for all the latest commits and announcements and the live streams of that. Okay. And there's next to none of that now. So shout out Terry. He did the whole nine yards too. like he was posting visit pictures with LSU. Right. I remember Caden Durham, the Bill running back, tweeted out a picture like, hey, you come to LSU, Twin, and he said, uh, like, we'll see, you know. So he was doing what he could.
0: He
2: absolutely to was. To put some
1: intrigue into it, all the while to go to Texas A&M. Huge win for Mike Elko and his staff.
2: Yeah, and uh, today, actually, Craven, Mike Craven, is down there um, with uh, for the press conference, mm-hmm. and he definitely said that, yeah, Terry Bessie's For sure going to be playing on the defensive side of the ball. yes. Yes, he might get a couple of touches there on the offensive side, probably maybe on special teams um, kind of throughout the season. But he's definitely going to be established as a defensive player, cornerback, as you said. Um, But, man, this dude, (laughs) he is so much fun to watch. I mean, like – And – you wrote a, an um, incredible feature on Terry Bussey um, right before state championships. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you haven't read it, please go read it on texasfootball.com. You actually also tweeted it out um, before earlier today, right?
1: Yeah, when he signed
2: to AM. Yeah, when he signed to AM. Um, but. His story is just – it's breathtaking. It's unbelievable. He is just an incredible kid. And to cap off his senior year at Timpson High School with a state championship, not only a state championship, but an unbelievable performance at a state championship. Let's
1: talk about that state championship because we were both there in the building. Correct. Timpson beat Toler 49-7, to and – I'm the idiot who went to Timson, talked to Terry Bussey and his coach, and then picked Toller to win right. that game because Timpson was dealing with some injuries, and that game was, is Terry Bussey almost single-handedly going to defeat Toler? And mind you, he did not because Decorian Johnson had a very good game for Timson. They had a lot of good run uh, linebackers mm-hmm. that played very well. But he had, like, 397 passing yards and 100 rushing yards and was the best defensive player on the field. It, uh-huh. it was an insane game to witness. And then the the spectacle after of the entire town cheering this man on. You see how much they love this guy. Like we talked about, five-star player, five-star person oh, overall. absolutely. But the biggest question I had and everyone had was, what is he going to play? Yes. Because under the Jimbo Fisher staff at Texas A&M, he was going to be a nickelback or mm-hmm. a cornerback, and I first of all, he's a damn good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like if he was going to go to college to play QB, he'd be a P4, power four. I oh. hate I hate saying power four. Yeah, by I the way. do too. It's terrible. He'd be a power it. four quarterback. Yes, but I think selfishly on my end, I think for a lot of high school football fans i got to see him with the ball in his hands. He's too electric to not get the ball at all at the college level.
2: Well, here's, his, uh, here's actually his stats uh, his senior year. He had uh, 2,096 passing yards, 28 touchdowns through the air, and thir- over, just over 1,300 rushing yards and 19 touchdowns on the ground. So that I completely agree with you. I think he absolutely needs to get the ball in his hands. Now, let me ask you something here. Now, like we said earlier, it's probably, probably been Texas A&M. The whole time. Right. But he flirted with LSU. He flirted, oh, he flirted. flirted with Georgia. He, he flirted hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why do you think he ultimately chose Mike Elko and Texas A&M? And let me remind you here, he committed to Texas A&M before Jimbo Fisher got fired and before mm-hmm. Mike Elko took over. So why do you think he stuck with that commitment? And is now going to be an Aggie. I have no
1: inside information, but I would assume it's almost because Mike Elko is a defensive coach, and I think Terry Bussey really does want to play on the defensive side of the ball more so than offense. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you talked about his stats in high school. It was like his, my road to glory in NCAA 14 that I used to do mm-hmm. when i take a high school player through college. I, I think proximity to home was one thing for him. I also think he wants to be on the defensive side of the ball. When I went down to visit Timson, they talked about he really liked the culture down there, all this all the stuff like mm-hmm. that, but he's also just a loyal guy. You saw it with Timson how he had opportunities to transfer to a bigger name program. Timson before he got there had a career 500 winning percentage maybe, and he goes 52 and 3 as right. a starting quarterback there. So, he really made them into a state power. I think it's all, all, above all, loyalty for him.
2: Yes, I agree with that, too. And he's just an, sorry, I exited out of it. <laughs> I'm trying to do, like, eight things at once, and it's just throwing my brain off. Y- but you're
1: at the Death Star yeah, over I'm there. I'm at the Death Star. Running all so the controls.
2: <laughs> Literally. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out Twitter, by the way, but, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, no, we're unbelievable kid. We're speaking to the kid. void right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're live on YouTube and Facebook, so there we go. that's that's enough. You know, I'm actually about to tweet it out and tell everybody that, but. Then I got distracted. So, anyways. But, anyways, he's a fantastic kid. I'm really, really, really excited that he's actually staying in state because I feel like a lot of the times we have such, there's so many powerhouse programs that are just right outside the state, you know, like Oklahoma and, of course, Alabama, Georgia that aren't super far away. Um, but it's nice to see some of the top kids in the state of texas stay home you know and we still get to cover them next year well because that was
1: the biggest worry when jimbo fisher left and, and right. draylon miller goes to colorado so i would have loved to see draylon miller stay in the state but if we're in the trust tree right now like the pictures of terry i wanted terry Busey to go to a&m to stay in state but the pictures of him in the lsu jersey look pretty sick
2: like that. oh no okay so i loved um actually it's funny i have it Right here. Let me pull it up. But I asked Powers before this, and I was like, hey, do you have the picture of the cover that you made of Terry Bussey when he uh, committed? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, bet. Because it is the most – Bad oh, so thing ever. It's awesome. awesome. It's so freaking cool. But I was like, ah, I gotta throw that up when uh, when we're talking about it. I'm glad you reminded me of it. But yeah. Also, here's like a little incentive if you want to commit to us on our, our airways. Greg Powers will make you one of those. So if you want your face on the cover of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, commit on our airways. I didn't today.
1: get one of those when I started working here.
2: Well, I didn't either because I didn't I didn't commit. Mm, what that's <laughs> you got? <laughs> <laughs> you got an intern football, okay? That is Instead true. Did I did
1: get my intern football. That
2: you don't even have here.
1: Yeah, that's true. But also, the thing about Terry Bussey, too, is he's looking jacked right now. Do you see those pictures of him? Like, oh, he was, absolutely. I mean, he's always a well-built kid, but now that he's going to A&M and trying to beef up for college football, like, he's gotten noticeably bigger and stronger since we saw him at the state game.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you kind of have to. Right, I mean, true. like, you're –
1: also that's after a sixteen game football season, so right, I can right. understand.
2: Absolutely. Well and here's here's also something that I I've thought about and I'm sure that you have too. Like two A football is it's obviously different, right? Than six A football in the state of yes. Texas in terms of school size, in terms of the pool of athletes that you have, and then in terms of just sheer size, you know? And I think Terry Bussett will absolutely be able to keep up with those athletes, you know. But it's also the same thing. It's like, yeah, he did play two A football. It's not a six A player. I'm sure he'll he's gonna be fine because he's just a freak athlete. But you know, it kind of makes you wonder a little bit. Like
1: the thing about that was, I would.
2: It's not six man. I can t- you know, but it's still something to think about.
1: I would, I would totally agree. I do agree with that. If he had been getting bounced in the first or second round every year in two A, that would yeah. be one thing. But he's playing the best the state had to offer every oh, single year. In absolutely. 2A. So he proved himself. Absolutely.
2: On that level. Yes, I agree there. There. Anyways, uh, you want to go ahead and move on?
1: I think so. <laughs> I, let's talk about another high profile high school athlete from a couple years ago who is back in Texas.
2: Okay, we're gonna go that route. Okay, let's talk about. Former five-star p- – are you going to pull it out? I'm going to pull the magazine you out, yeah. Pull it out? Okay, former five-star cornerback at uh, Galena Park North Shore. It's uh, Denver Harris, formerly Texas A&M, formerly LSU, and now he is back in the state, kind of near his hometown, I guess. Yeah, um, around there. He's going to be joining the Roadrunners of UTSA in uh, the Fighting Jeff Trailers down there in San Antonio. And, man – when I saw this news, I was, like...
1: Jaw-dropping?
2: Yes. I was not shocked in terms of, like, oh, wow. In ter- More in terms of, like, holy crap, this might be the, be- the best defensive group that they mm-hmm. have or have had. Definitely in the American, I think. Well, it, but and holy crap.
1: I, it's such a testament to Jeff Trailer and the job he's done this offseason oh, I'm sorry I'm holding this below the lower third <laughs> here's the rising magazine we had a couple of years ago Denver Harris on the cover but UTSA lost Trey Moore who went to Texas and then also lost Cameron Alexander who was a first team all AAC player to Oregon and there were significant question marks there still are on the offensive side mm-hmm. mind you but they get Alabama linebacker Ian Jackson <laughs> Now they bring in Denver Harris. And and Denver Harris is going to be the highest rated player to ever step foot on UTSA's campus thus this far in program history. Yes. He's agreed. a true game changer. L- now let's talk about there's there's the good and the qualifier mm-hmm. with Denver Harris. Let's talk about all the good first. He's the highest rated prospect. This man won three state championships in four years at Galena Park North Shore.
2: That's insane.
1: I watched him in a senior year championship game against Duncanville. I wasn't even working in the industry. I was just a fan there, and he immediately stuck out. And it was, this guy is on a different level than every other player on this field. In the American Athletic Conference next year, if he plays the entire season, he will take the opposing team wide receiver one and lock them down to the point. He'll be in line with them to get a snow cone in the concession (laughs) stand. Like He will follow them everywhere. You won't hear from (laughs) that That's
2: amazing. I love that.
1: But... We gotta talk about the qualifiers. Like, let's be real about Denver Harris. This is the last chance for him
2: no, at you're right. the Division
1: One level. You're right. The next stop is Juco. Mm-hmm. He was the number one cornerback and one of the top players in A and M's historic twenty twenty two class. He misses curfew ahead of the Miami game, his freshman year. Freshman mistake, missed curfew. There's a couple other guys who did it. Then in week eight, he gets suspended again for a locker room altercation of some sort, Mm -hmm. has to transfer to LSU, in fall camp gets in a preseason fall camp altercation, and then suspended for week one of the season, starts for three games, is then just absent from the program for the rest of the year for undisclosed reasons. Not even traveling with the team Mm -hmm. whatsoever. And you see that now with him transferring. As a transfer, he's a three-star recruit, not because of the talent, but because of all these off-field question marks. So, this is – Jeff Trailer and UTSA are taking a big bet that he's going to figure it out for
2: them. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I think he does – I think he will. I mean, he. I think he does know that this is probably – is his last chance I mean this kid was unbelievable in high school he obviously has the five stars he's unbelievable now he's unbelievable now and he knows that I think that it's one of those things that you know I think maybe this far that he just hasn't connected with a coach or hasn't connected with the players so he hasn't felt the need to be like you know I don't want to play for you you know but now joining such a special group of a of defensive talent that UTSA possesses right now and an incredible coach like Jeff Traylor, an in-state guy, maybe he does find his way, you know? And, man, if he can, like, that's going to be a dangerous defense. This is such a huge get if he can figure it out. And this is all
1: speculation, too, too, but some of this is you're the top dog at arguably the best high school in Texas at that time that North Shore was. Uh Sometimes it just takes a bit to figure it out on the college level and and know – you got to earn your keep a little bit cuz you're so used to being the top guy. So, hoping for the best for Denver Harris. I love this pickup. I think if he plays the whole year, he's a first team all conference guy. No question. You now, think he,
2: you think he's an immediate, immediate impact player? Hell yes,
1: he's an immediate. Yeah, he's an immediate yeah. impact player. Yeah. I mean,
2: you uh, can't not have him as an immediate impact player. If you're going to yeah, pull it, you yeah. Don't
1: make this, you don't make this get if you move, don't think he's right. going to immediately make it. Absolutely. Now, the one thing I do worry about, though, is – not worry, but I wonder, is he immediately playing this year? Right. That's something I've been trying to figure out because he used that one-time transfer to go to LSU. Right. But does he get to just transfer it immediately again to UTSA and play? And that's something I just don't – I don't know right now. I, th- I feel like he's got to be playing this year.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean – I don't, to be very open. I don't know much about transfer rules and such like you that. You and
1: everybody else, because I have no There's, idea. How well, those I mean, you know,
2: a couple of years ago, it's like you had to sit out if you were going to transfer within your conference, right? You had to sit out a year. But like, since he already used up his trip, I don't know. It's very like, it changes. I feel like every year, and I just. I don't know, that's like, definitely something to keep an eye on.
1: It's like I had a bad oyster in LSU. Like, I can get an exemption and play right away at UTSA. Like right, that's how the right. transfer rules work now.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Pfft, I don't know. Anyways, but – denver harris to utsa i think that's a huge get for them um i'm i'm just really excited to see this defense um all come together here in just a couple of months because football season you want to talk about something
1: else like i have no idea how it works is who has eligibility in the group of five anymore because utsa had four senior linebackers this year and they're all back (laughs) (laughs) i I was looking at the depth chart. i'm like and i'm trying to fill i was doing a piece i forget what it was like oh uh Oh, it was when Ian Jackson, the Alabama guy, came in. I was like, well, who is he replacing? It's like, no one. They're just adding him to this group of guys who was all all staying.
2: Right, right. Well, and it's like – we didn't know if Frank Harris had another year left of eligibility. Like, he could have just come back out of nowhere and we had been like, oh, yeah, I accept that. Wait, you know? Frank like, Harris had another no, year? No, he oh, didn't. Okay. But, it, but it's one of those things where it's like, well, he could have come back and I don't think anybody would have batted an eye. They would have been like, oh, yeah, he's, he probably has another year of eligibility. You, you just, know, see like, how oh, uh, I just
1: believed it right there when you, you <laughs> that's said it saying. Like, oh, yeah, he could come back <laughs> for an year. That's what year. I'm
2: saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, I just don't know. Well, and uh, to be fair, COVID still plays a big role in that, too. I mean, a lot of the kids, in, not a lot, but probably a good portion of the kids in college now, especially. Um, like the seniors, they're still dealing with that COVID year, you know, I think, right? Or I mean, they Chandler, all graduated. You're, <laughs> your
1: quarterback, Chandler Morris, is like a seventh-year junior now because of the COVID rule.
2: Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, yeah, that's true. I I don't know. It's weird. I don't know who has L. We should do <laughs> on the show one
1: day, guess his classification. Like, guess what? Cl- what if he's a junior, sophomore, redshirt.
2: Yeah, okay. Who's that player uh, that applied for a medical Senior year, Bowman. No, it wasn't Alan Bowman. Well,
1: Casey Thompson,
2: maybe it was Alan Bowman, the
1: Miami guy who's been here nine years.
2: Yes, him.
1: I don't know his name, but yeah, that's the guy
2: I was thinking. I was like, How does that even work? How does that even happen? That was
1: red meat for all of college football. To like, draw this guy. (laughs) I hear about that guy more op- when i talk i tell people oh i'm a college sports writer they're like do you know about that miami tight end who's there for a ninth year like what is up with the ncaa right
2: now literally it makes it it, it just makes no sense but anyways <laughs> denver harris is uh he's got eligibility left he transferred to utsa anyways i wouldn't mind seeing denver like harris
1: do eight years at utsa that'd be awesome yeah that would be the best player cool. ever
2: literally the best player ever in the history of ever ever all right, let's keep uh, let's keep it rolling. Let's uh, let's talk about the Baylor Bears, and mm-hmm. they got a big time get today. Um, Huge, Joshua Lair out of Fort, Fort Ben Marshall. Fort Ben Marshall. Um, he is the number fifty third prospect um, in the twenty twenty four DCTF Rising Hot One Hundred. A hard hitting, hard nosed safety. <laughs> um, his he highlight uh, tape—he
1: was smacking dudes around. Oh,
2: I know. I watched it before this. I was like, "That's a that's a scary dude." Um, he was originally committed to play for the Washington Huskies up in the Big Not Ten. Not even committed. Signed but his NLI. Signed, yeah, yeah, right. Um, com- yeah, uh, under Kalen DeBoer, of course. And then he was able to get out of that mm-hmm. because DeBoer then took over after Nick Saban at uh, al- the University of Alabama. So then he chose to co-sign with the Baylor Bears over LSU, Texas, Texas A&M, Miami, Oklahoma, Oregon, and Michigan and probably a couple more. Uh, but those are just ones I had written down. Do you think that he is going to make an immediate impact as a freshman? Do you think he mm. Do you think he starts?
1: I don't think he starts. I think you could see him by season's end. be in the starting rotation Yeah, because Baylor has shown before that they will play guys very early. Devin Lemire, the safety, was Mm -hmm. playing as a redshirt freshman. Caden Jenkins was a freshman Mm All-American at cornerback. You add him to this secondary now. The one thing I would like to see from him in the college game is how he is in pass coverage Mm -hmm. because all his highlight tape is just popping guys in the run game, which I love, but it's like, how's this dude covering? Right. You know what I mean? So – That'll be interesting to see how quickly he can figure that out. But for Baylor, this is a huge get. And I wanted to talk about Baylor because we've dunked on them a lot. It, it was a tough year. We ha-
2: yeah, it was a tough year.
1: It was bad vibes for a log- long time in Waco. But Baylor's a really interesting program in 2024 because Dave Aranda's coming back, and we've talked about it, but Baylor basically told Dave Aranda, you can be – You're going to be the head coach again, but you're also going to be the defensive coordinator, Mm -hmm. and we're going to bring another former head coach in to do the offense. So Jake Spavadol comes in from Texas State. No, not Texas. He was at Texas State. Then he went to Cal for one season as the offensive coordinator, and now he's going to be running his spread attack at Baylor. Dave Aranda is going to be locked in the film room, grinding defensive game plan and schemes. So I'm really excited to see what this Baylor defense looks like in 2024.
2: Well, and kind of staying on that same topic of Baylor, um, Demetrius Brisbane, uh, yeah. Tyler Chapel Hill. Um, he was committed to the SMU Mustangs. Actually, the entire SMU coaching staff was at that state championship game yeah, against Yeah, they rolled Anna. deep. They rolled They're deep, yeah, um, to watch, of course, at the time – SMU commits Demetrius Brisbane and Ricky Stewart mm-hmm. of uh, Tyler Chapel Hill. Uh, Ricky Stewart decommitted from SMU, and now he is Wait, going he? to Texas. No,
1: mm-hmm. he's not going to Texas. He d- we, no one knows.
2: Oh, okay. He is – Did he decommit? From SMU? Yeah. Am I just making that up?
1: Yeah, I think he – no, I think he did.
2: Yeah, he. De- I know he decommitted from okay. SMU. Yeah, I, yeah. I okay. just thought that – I thought I heard that he – but but he has decommitted from SMU, and then Demetrius Brisbane did as well. Mm-hmm. And I think people think that he's going to go to Baylor.
1: Demetrius Brisbane? Yeah, he, yeah, he's committed to Baylor now. He is committed he's to Baylor. He's committed to Baylor. I got up. The Stewart is, like, flirting with Texas. Got it. A bit, okay,
2: okay. That makes sense. Got it. Yes. So... so
1: I mean, Baylor, I love this move because it's almost in the same vein of uh, TCU from the mid 2010s under Gary Patterson, where their entire Mm -hmm. secondary was former high school quarterbacks that they're like, you're going to play in the secondary because you're just the most athletic guy on the field. Demetrius Brisbane, he's been tearing it up at Tyler Chapel Hill for the last three years. The coaches knew about him since sixth grade, and he has lived up to the expectations since he was in middle school. Uh, he, we didn't get to see it as much in the state game they had a tough outing that day they were just a little bit overmatched but you turn on his highlight tape he's a total burner mm-hmm. uh, great speed has those leadership qualities as a quarterback that you like to see so it's up in Waco now like Waco's got some good vibes going with them
2: yeah and that's uh I think that's exactly what they need to I mean after the year that they had and then the coaching staff overturn and stuff that they've had. Um, But definitely he's brought in – Dave Aranda's brought in some good uh, coaching – a good coaching staff around him to to help build up this program where he knows that it can be and can be an actual Big 12 contender.
1: We talked about this on the State of the Union we were doing a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. but I want to hear your take on it. What do you think about Dave Aranda being the de facto defensive coordinator now and focusing more on that game plan?
2: Well, I mean, he's – He's a defensive-minded guy, isn't he?
1: Yeah. No, he he was the EC on that that's LSU team. That's what I'm team. saying. Yeah. That was insane. It was like the best team ever.
2: Right. And I I think it's a smart plan, you know? I mean, I think it's a if you're a defensive-minded guy, that's the that's the side of the ball that you're going to focus on the most, right? So, in my opinion, I think that's a smart move by them.
1: Yeah, just it, it's Or do
2: you think it do you think it takes too much away from
1: I think they know it's going to take some away from it. They want him to be taken away from a lo- some of the administrative stuff and getting bogged down in the administrative stuff of being a head coach. Right. So much of being a uh, college head coach now is administrative. It's right. fundraising. You know, it's NIL. It's recruiting. They want him to be doing that, but also he got away from the film room a bit because he had to be the the head coach. Right. So he's still the head coach, but also kind of—that's why it's weird because he's still it's the head odd. coach, but kind of a coordinator now.
2: Right, right. Yeah, it's very odd, but uh, if that's what they think is best, I mean, right now I just feel like the vibes are—they're getting better in Waco, but they're trying to push them over the top, and I think any kind of move like that where it kind of eases eases the minds a little bit, they're going to go for it. Yeah, you know I, think, what I mean,
1: I think the vibes were getting better, and then. They we saw how the new basketball arena has its camera in the skybox. And now the vibes are back to <laughs> <Actually> <laughs> Hey, what the heck's going on?
2: <laughs> Actually Ish was at that game last night. He was at the Baylor, Texas State game. Texas Tech game, sorry. Baylor, Texas Tech game last night. Um and um Ashley was watching the game and she was like, dude, the broadcast, you can't even see the cameras. Mm-hmm. Or you can't even see the actual broadcast or the players or anything because the it looks like the cameras are in outer space and i'm like really such a beautiful stadium like i don't know or arena i don't know why that is a thing
1: it looks like huddle tape it <laughs> looks like, <laughs> like what dave aranda would watch in the film room <laughs>
2: i know i need to tune into the next game because i haven't watched one um as they've played in there yeah game, i haven't even you know, seen it i was just hearing <laughs> that was the talk <laughs> about
1: it <laughs>
2: that's hilarious. my
1: basketball i have not I been know. watching as much basketball this year because i haven't either uh, after the first full year covering football it's like i just need to catch up on my tv shows i can't be what i live sports like i'm just not watching as much basketball
2: yeah and uh my beloved spartans aren't um they aren't too hot this year they're uh, they're kind of middle of the pack big 10 so i've been I've, I've watched a little bit of our loss to minnesota last night but that's about it i haven't really that
1: number uh, four ranking they gave you at preseason <laughs> was mean that was so mean of them to oh do that. Oh gosh,
2: I forgot about that. Yeah, I blocked that part out of my mind that we were actually ranked that high at one point. That's terrible. Because you were
1: in the middle of that season, of that football season, <laughs> and we're like, at least we got basketball. We're number four, right?
2: Oh jeez, I know. I, I was like, I I texted Ish after every football game that we lost, and I was like, can't wait for basketball season. And then the and then our actual season opener, we lost to James Madison in overtime. And then I was like, well, yeah. can't wait for. Football season again. Yeah, but then
1: even <laughs> that was – that's like the Tom Izzo sandbag. That's what he does. He always starts two and two. He's going to figure so. it out.
2: I guess so. Uh, man, I really hope so because I'm a—I'm uh, tired of losing, okay? I need my Spartans to be winners here, okay? just need <laughs> Gotta win a the break. <laughs> I know. I just need one break. Um, but anyways, to round out our National Signing Day segment, um, I asked you what you think, in your opinion, which, uh, which teams – I guess which team in – Texas, in uh, the Power Four category, did the best uh, in terms of national signing day, early signing day, and the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, which G five program do you? Oh think wait, did you the meant best?
1: like in the tra- you said in the transfer portal too?
2: I mean, that's it doesn't matter. Oof, uh,
1: I did only high school. It's uh, <laughs> we can we can just do high school. That's
2: fine. That's totally fine. In high school, which uh, which programs do you think did the best?
1: Okay, so Power Four. Ugh, I cringe every time I say it. It's terrible.
2: I hate it. In the Power
1: Four. <laughs> Okay, Texas did the best, all right? They're number five overall in the country. You don't want me to just go off the numbers, okay? You want me to go off what <laughs> I'm feeling yes. and what I, how they performed relative to where they are in the recruiting echelon. So for that, I'm going Texas Tech for uh, the best power four recruiting conference in Texas. It starts with to. Micah Hudson. You have to. We yeah. don't have to belabor this point. Mm-hmm. He's transcendent. He's the best wide receiver, best recruit they've gotten mm-hmm. ever, yeah. and he was a leader for this class that stayed committed when they were one and three or three and five. Yeah. He dropped his commitment on a Monday night after they started zero two.
2: Yeah, I know. I remember that, and we were all like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I
1: was at Torchy's insane. Taco. I was like, "What?"
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. I like d- double checked my phone because the Slack was going off, and I was like, "Oh dear, what's going on?" And then I was like. Oh, wow. Well,
1: because you heard in the summer he's going to commit soon after the 7-on-7 tournament The Sunday after
2: 7-on-7, that's what we heard, yeah.
1: Or, oh, no, he's going to commit right before the season started. This guy, I love this guy so much. At 9 p.m. on a Monday after a loss to Oregon. What a dude. Yeah. Anyway, he's awesome. He rocks. They've also got four top 300 guys in the 247 rankings, which is the first time that's happened since 2011. And they're getting them at positions of need. Right, so the prosper offensive tackle, Ellis Davis, mm-hmm. he's the highest-rated offensive lineman to commit to Texas Tech. Mallory, get this, since my high school teammate, Jack Anderson, in 2017.
2: Really? Yep. That rocks.
1: Yep. He was the he was the last. He was number 90 overall, I saw. Ellis Davis is in the 100s or something, so he's the highest-rated recruit since Jack Anderson. Oh, that's They've awesome. They've got their quarterback of the future in Will Hammond, who I said – one time on an ROF Sunday show was a Church of Latter-day Saints uh, Mormon guy who was going to take two-year mission trip. Turns out, after further research, he is Church of Latter-day Saints but will not be taking the mission trip. So he's starting right away, just for everyone to okay. get that clear in the air. And then also Peyton Morgan from Pflugerville Weiss, who could be an instant impact guy for them mm-hmm. in the secondary after they're losing Deidre Taylor Demerson, which we're about to run an yes. interview with him on the East-West Shrine Bowl. And I'm going to give you my Carter Yates sleeper for Texas Tech. Okay. And that's Austin Crockett's Cameron Dickey. I, he was a high school quarterback who didn't like playing high school quarterback and was an awesome high school quarterback but played safety and got like 20 tackles a game. Mm-hmm. He was the best runner on their team by far. He could spin the rock too, but he's going to play running back for Texas Tech. I think you stick him behind Tosh Brooks and – it's not even, like, thunder and lightning. It's just thunder and thunder. Right. Like, it's oh, you, you thought you got a break from Taj Brooks, the bowling ball. Here's another one coming right, right at you. So, I think that's – Texas Tech's my Power 4 winner.
2: No, I, I completely agree with that. And I think solely – I mean, like, obviously they're bringing in a ton from the high school's perspective. But I think just Mike Hudson pushes that over the top by mm-hmm. a significant amount. You know, I completely agree with that. Um, and then let's move on to G5. We can still call it G5. Who do you think the best? I told you who I who I put.
1: So you order smiling. <laughs> you know what you need because Michigan State basketball. You need you need something right here. So I'm going to my Drupal 5 winner, North Texas. Can you and hold
2: can you hold up the car to the camera?
1: No, no, I'll do put it. it away.
2: Do it, do it, yeah, let's N- go. North
1: Texas <laughs> is my G5 winner, uh. <laughs> and this came down to a battle between Texas State and North Texas. It was the Fighting Schmales versus the Malpals this show that's good (laughs) um and I will admit I like Texas State's top six yeah more than UNT's top six like I'd put Texas State's top guys among the best in the group of five you got Kylan Evans the wide receiver from Frisco Emerson who I saw versus Colleyville Heritage who Mm -hmm. absolutely tore it up with Michael Hawkins as his quarterback Brock Riker an interior offensive lineman from Brock is a Greg Power certified guy that he was talking to me about. Mm -hmm. And then the edge, Jeremy Jackson, he turned down offers from Boston college and Houston to go to Texas state. So that's a true power five guy, power four guy. That's going, going G five for Texas state. But when you look at the depth at North Texas, that's where they start to win out the quantity of the guys they got. And I know that's kind of because half the team left in the transfer portal, but Mm -hmm. they've got everyone's favorite in the office here. Like for me, miles Coleman, Yes. From Austin Vandergriff, I Huge love this pickup. Kid. Yeah, Because I know Eric Morris can drop a screen pass. Mm-hmm. And Miles Coleman with the ball in his hands is electric.
2: Yes. And, uh, okay, so here, here's kind of the thing for me. Um, I completely agree with that pick. Um, as a North Texas fan, I was very nervous about two months ago when mm-hmm. it seemed like every single day, sometimes twice a day, so-and-so has entered the transfer portal so-and-so is under Oh, the there was a portal. mass exodus. There was a mass exodus, you know, and uh, I think that a lot of our fan base got really worried and was like, what's going on here, you know? Um, but I think that they have proven within the past couple of months on national side today, early signing day, and with the transfer portal, they've brought in a lot of great impact player guys. I mean, mm-hmm. one being, of course, like you mentioned earlier, Chandler Morris from TCU. Uh, oh, yeah. I th- I'm super excited about. It. I know we were talking about high school, but I think just in general that now that the storm has kind of flown, has kind of gone by, we can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel again. Uh, we meaning North Texas. <laughs>
1: Eric Morris bringing in Chandler Morris to replace correct. Chandler. Correct. Not
2: Rogers. related. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. That's a uh, that's something I did not notice. <laughs> no, I
1: love bringing in Chandler to replace Chandler because I know Morris, the thing he likes about Morris is that he's got the same poise that Chandler had. Yeah. You know, I'm just totally doing a tongue twister. I did it <laughs> like that one time where I was like, Oh, love this re- move. Like Eric Morris replacing Chandler Rogers with Chandler Morris, because I know Chandler's got the moxie that Chandler had. And I know Morris loves that about Morris. <laughs> it's just like brain pretzel, like liquid melting.
2: I'm going like to just cut that and post it. Cause I don't know what you just said.
1: Yeah. Uh, so Chandler Moore, <laughs> I love that. I love that pickup I do. I'm not being facetious there. I think he's going to tear it up in the AAC.
2: Oh, I think he is too. Yeah, if he sticks with North Texas.
1: Well, you're going to have to fight off the fight in I know, Back. and they I don't like his, that. His father is now the passing game I know,
2: I know, and I'm scared. I Can don't you know. Can you tell Chandler
1: Morris why he should stick at North Texas over Texas State? Give your give your case.
2: Because Kaw Well, I think it's not (laughs) super convincing. Well, okay. Well, here's mine. Um, I don't necessarily think that the Sun Belt is an easier conference. The Fun Belt. Sun Belt. Sun Belt. Fun Belt. Um, I think week in and week out, the American has tougher competition than the Sun Belt does. Mm. And
1: I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. I'm saying that is a take, though.
2: And Shmell, if Shmell's watching this, he's going to be probably. <laughs> <Shmale> <laughs> is so
1: mad. <laughs> Shmell's going to come in the office he's just sick <laughs> as a dog. I know. Hey! <coughs>
2: <coughs> <laughs> What'd you say about the fun belt? What'd yeah. you say about? Um, but, no, I think that, I think, overall, I think the competition is tougher week in and week out when you look at the American as a whole. Um, and I think that Chandler Morris recognizes or hopefully does recognize that he can obviously be an immediate impact player for UNT because right now I don't want to speculate, but it kind of seems like to me that if he sticks at North Texas, he's going to –
1: well, him and Stone Earl are going to have a quarterback well, battle Well, yeah, Stone, for the Bo- ages. Stone Earl's back, correct? Because Stone Earl beat out Chandler Rogers in fall camp.
2: Yes, and correct. Chandler
1: Morris beat out Max Duggan, who won the oh who was second in the Heisman Trophy voting. Right. So My it's going to be me. a clash of it's titans. Gonna be, yeah, in the fall camp.
2: Yeah, but it seems like it seems like to me that they they would bring in a. Chandler Morris more or less to he's starting yes yes yeah, he's starting. <laughs> to be the starter right at Texas State can you can you say that I know that they've yes. had a couple of transfer <laughs> right yes. I know that they've had some Arguments transfer quarter part here yes, yes. Uh, I, at the quarterback position there. they've had they've had some issues with Malay Cornsby and uh TJ Finley exiting um but In my case, I just think the competition is tougher, and maybe that's not what Chandler Morris is looking for, but him having experience at TCU playing really tough competition. I don't know. That's just my take on it.
1: Chandler, here's some of the guys that you'll be playing with. Uh, Baron Tipton from Coppell. Will Wilkerson in office was freaking out about him because he went and saw – him in the playoff game, and I think he had like four touchdowns or something crazy. That was the only recruiting tales from the road he wrote all year, which it's not his job Will? to write them. Oh, that's yeah, hilarious. But I got one from Will after that because oh he was God. so impressed by Baron no Tipton. And then also, another two other Greg Power certified dudes. Keep an eye out for Lake Travis safety, Keandre Lewis is a guy no one is talking about right now. I think he was a transfer late, but he's 6'2, 190, well built. Uh-huh. And Lake, Tra- uh, not Lake Travis, North Texas could use some secondary help this, this upcoming year. Also, South Oak Cliff safety, Carry uh, Williams. Oh. Actually, he's not safety, he's cornerback. Yes, yes. Which I think Carry Williams was the cornerback who had that super controversial PI call in the state championship yeah, game. Yeah, I think you're right. That everyone f- was freaking out about.
2: Yeah,
1: I think you're right. Did you see DISD, like, lodge a formal yes. complaint about that too?
2: Yes. it's uh, It's over and done.
1: Oh, it, it's not...
2: No, I'm, I'm just saying, like, yeah, it happened. You Think what you want about it, you know, but it just, like, it, ha- it happened. It's done. Yeah,
1: I thought it... Yeah I, th- yeah, I mean, he's a really good player.
2: Yeah, no, definitely, yes, yes. But, yeah, th- no matter what you, what you think happened on the call, it happened. It's over. You know what I mean?
1: It's fun to bring up, though.
2: Because <laughs> you just like controversy, don't you? You just relish in controversy and uh, b- arguing with people, right? Mm. Or is that, or am I thinking of Schmael? Am I thinking of Schmael?
1: You're thinking of a blend of both of us, probably. I'm thinking of a blend of Once both Once you both sit in the you. host cha- chair, you kind of become the same person. You know?
2: Yeah, and I don't like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I liked you better when you were at the same I liked host you better chair. when
2: you were over there, <laughs> when you were sitting across from you right now.
1: <laughs> all right, those are my G5 and P4 yes. winners.
2: I like them. I, uh, I agree with you. I
1: almost that, forgot. So. Oh. The bonus. Okay. Our non-FBS winner yes, Stephen F. Austin that's I think they've got the best recruiting class in Texas, my favorite Correct. recruiting class in Texas.
2: Correct, I agree with you. Um, you there's a couple of recruits I'm sure you're gonna mention real fast um, but we call this the the all. <laughs> First team. <laughs> <I know. laughs> First team all Braylon.
1: First team all Braylon, yeah. First
2: team all Braylon because uh, – y- no, don't get me wrong. For the people that are watching, you have an eye for, recru- for recruits. You I really got an do. eye for talent. You have an eye for talent. You're very, very gifted in that realm. Um, but you uh, – Well, gifted. I don't know about y- that. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> you are um, – you're just a strong believer in <laughs> – <laughs> and just these recruits, right? I see and some if, guys. Even if maybe they're, uh, I'll just I'll let you I'll let you take it over from here. No,
1: I, I see some guys, and I fall irrationally in love with them.
2: Correct. But that's what I'm. That's what I was getting at. Yes.
1: And SFA got them all.
2: Literally every single one of them.
1: Every single one. Let's go through the list. First off, okay, Tarek Tate from Gilmer, the wide receiver. He was the best player on that state championship field when yes. he played versus Belleville. Yeah. Oh yes. And yes. you, everyone watched him and was like, how does he not have? division one offers right now huge get for sfa mm-hmm. my guy canon limberg from gunter
2: canon limberg who uh committed right here committed over right the summer where no actually he
1: was over there he was over sure, there Sure.
2: yes okay
1: well i was about to say he was in my seat sitting oh, right correct. where i am but he wasn't sitting where i am he was actually over there
2: oh yes correct
1: but he committed right in the studio he's a dctf favorite Yes. Stetson Surratt, who Mallory Stetson and I saw. Stetson
2: Surratt. Mallory and I saw him have
1: three receiving touchdowns and a pick six, I believe, versus Mansfield Summit.
2: Didn't he have. Okay, I think it was one pick six, but he did have another pick. I think he had two picks, one of which being a pick six and three touch right? Or may, maybe I'm just missing something like that. But I remember
1: asking him after the yeah. game, and I was like, yeah. okay. Surely that's not what every game's like for you. Like, surely that was just an insane performance. And he's like, no, nah, it's pretty much every time for me. Like, it's yeah, pre- I'm pretty much used to it.
2: <laughs> that's literally what I said. And we, were, we just both looked at each other like, this kid's kind of good. Like,
1: I looked at Mallory. I was like, good. this guy rocks.
2: Yeah, and then we immediately pulled up, like, his 247 profile. And we were, mm-hmm. like, scouting him. <laughs> anyway,
1: so that guy is a baller. He's a baller. And then I'm going to call this guy th- my – the most fun I had all year watching Texas High School football – Luke Ulrich from Colleyville Heritage. Okay, I never
2: got to see him, but
1: Well you missed out. I missed because out. Because <laughs> this dude was awesome. He was hurdling guys.
2: He had he would have a play where
1: he would get sacked for twenty yards uh-huh. and then run for thirty five the very next play. I mean, he was all awesome. over the place. He single handedly willed Colleyville Heritage to like forty nine points. It was it, it was fifty eight to forty nine or something like that. That rocks. Because it was Michael Hawkins for Frisco Emerson. Throwing dimes to Kylan Evans, who's going to Texas State. We talked about him, and then Luke Ulrich on Colleyville Heritage. So great! This would not be denied.
2: That's so good.
1: Yeah. So he was. He, I, I saw he. We were going to talk about SFA already, uh-huh. and then I was perusing X, the Twitter, and mm-hmm. I saw he had committed to SFA, and I said they've got they've got my favorite recruiting class bar none.
2: Yes. Yes. No. I completely agree with that too. Um, also, somebody in the comments said. Scotty Walden just got the best recruiting class UTEP has ever had, and that's absolutely true. I don't know if you've been keeping up with that. That is true. He, they, I yes.
1: Scotty Walden, they get honorable mention for UTEP. What they did in such a short amount of time was such pretty a remarkable. short amount of time. I tell you, who's a huge fan? Greg Powers. Oh yeah, He's absolutely loving that UTEP recruiting class. Yes,
2: absolutely. And we uh, we even talked about them a lot on early signing day because we talked about Shea Smith, uh, they're one of their quarterback commits, um, but. Really, they've done a phenomenal job. Scotty Walden, what he's done in such a short amount of time, like you said, has been just absolutely amazing. So, yes, they get honorable mention there. They can't a, all be G-ba. winners. Yeah, they you can know? all be winners. I can't pick everyone. Know? If
0: I could
1: pick everyone, I would.
2: Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, but one more thing to go back to the SFA thing. Uh, you know who else committed there? Uh, do you know what I'm to say? No. Jake Gillespie.
0: Oh, that son guy of was Joe awesome. Son of Joe Gillespie.
2: <laughs> son of Joe Gillespie. That's a his son? Th-
1: Dude, new he,
2: head coach of waco midway
1: well in that alito demolishing of <laughs> um sabola wait who was who did they play the state game sorry it was a while ago uh
2: alito played who did they play
1: oh wow <laughs> i totally did not remember to play i'm so sorry to keep talking this is. i'm gonna look it up anyway Jake B- Jake Gillespie decleated this one guy, this slot wide receiver. He came up from his safety spot and absolutely hammered the dude. I remember that play. I don't remember who they played, but I remember that play. That kid's a beast. So SFA, yeah, my favorite recruiting class in Texas.
2: Why can't I remember? Ashley Pickle's in the comments if Smithson Valley. Duh. Yeah, there Smithson we go. Valley, because they jumped out on a, a – f-
1: it was like eight-nothing, right?
2: It was eight-nothing. Uh they had a safety safety and a
1: wasn't it something two like field
2: goals right safety and two field goals why do I,
1: why do I remember it being like five nothing or something like something really. yeah it weird. was
2: something they had definitely had a safety or something um but yeah it was weird but anyways yeah continue
1: <laughs> that's all I had to say he's awesome he <laughs> he's awesome he he's destroyed awesome destroyed someone it was the whole stadium went <laughs> it
2: was crazy well um I was gonna talk about the shrine bowl a little bit but we're already <laughs> pushing an hour so
1: we didn't even th- we didn't know if we could make it an hour <laughs> i know we spent 50 <laughs> minutes on signing day did i you know want to just do seriously. quick thoughts from the shrine bowl
2: quick thoughts from the shrine bowl um i can roll our interviews real quick if you want they're only a couple minutes long sure so we well, who do we got who we, we got have first? Uh, so you who did you talk to you talked to you didn't talk to josh stevis ishmael talked, Ish talked to, to josh stevis and then you talked to
1: Adrian Taylor Demerson.
2: Yes, from Texas Tech. So we'll go ahead and play those real quick just as a fun little n- nightcap to the Republic of Football National Signing Day because we had a lot of fun doing this. So here's our conversations with a couple of players from the East West Shrine Bowl.
1: Carter Yates here with Dave Campbell's Texas Football. I'm here with Adrian Taylor Demerson, Texas Tech safety. Just wrapped up the East-West Shrine Bowl. First off,
3: how do you think that game went? Oh, I man, it, it wasn't exactly how we playing, man. You know, West Side man, come out here and get the dub, man. We had a phenomenal week of practice, man. Our coaches were amazing, man. So this is just hats off to them and how much work they put in to uh, us coming out here and, be, be, and being prepared every, uh, for every snap.
1: And then you're known as the Rabbit in Lubbock. How did you get that nickname?
3: I got that name my uh, first football practice, man. I was out there running around, first, uh, first contact uh, practice ever, man. And I, was at, and I was running around, scored a touchdown. My coach is like running around like a little bunny rabbit. So I got the bunny rabbit, man. What's like your, when you look back at your Texas
1: Tech career, obviously great career, what's kind of your favorite memory that comes to mind?
3: Man, my favorite memory is walking out on senior night. My last time in the Jonesman. I will forever remember, remember that moment, man. Walking out in, a, in all, all Raiderland, just screaming, man. I'll never forget that night, man. What's a restaurant in Lubbock you're going to miss the most? Oh, Jazz Louisiana Kitchen. Right there on 19th, baby. What's the dish you got? I get the uh, I get the chicken alamir, double, with the dirty rice and the veggies, the zucchini and squash every time. What was your favorite part about this week at the East-West Shrine Game? man building the connection with the dbs i got in this group man just and really just being all the players man i got to watch some of these guys play all year man so it was a really good opportunity coming out here and finally meeting these guys and building that connection man we're out here to uh get this goal together man so it was really it was a really good opportunity to cherish this moment man do you have a favorite nfl team when you were growing up i do man i'm a broncos fan there we go i'm not gonna lie to you man <laughs> but i don't care where the hell i go though yeah we'll go wherever it don't matter, man. wherever you're at That's Adrian taylor Jefferson. I'm Carter Yates signing off from the
1: East-West Shrine Bowl.
0: Dave Campbell's Texas football. Ishmael Johnson here with Josh Cephas putting on a show, a little bit of a show, the Shrine Bowl, man. All right, so before we talk about the game, you know, this week, when you first got the invite and first accepted the invite, what were you trying to take from this week? You know, was it just connections, just working hard? You know, what were you trying to take from this week?
4: Uh, really just building new relationships, uh, get, get good feedback from the scouts, from the, the NFL coaches that actually coached us. Um, I, I wanted to put on film that I could run routes, uh, catch the ball, uh, run with the ball as well. So uh, that, that's, that's pretty much what I, what I feel like I, I, I did uh, being here this week.
0: This year for you, you know, it was a big year because obviously JT was out a lot. Uh, of course, Akari left, and it was kind of you as the experienced guy, right? Devin McQuinn kind of came on the at the end, but yeah. it was kind of you. So, like, did you kind of see that as like an interesting challenge for you to kind of like show that you know, obviously all three of you guys were talented the year before, but like, hey, there's a chance for you to kind of break out a little bit.
4: Uh, yeah, I, I always thought of myself as as the guy. You know, uh, you, when, whenever they threw me the ball, I was going to catch it. So I always looked at myself as the guy uh, to. Th- this year really just just kinda uh helped me establish that uh and for for everybody else to see. Uh the playing with those two guys, uh, it was it was a great experience. 'Cause um in their head they think they're the guy as well, sure, you know. Sure. So uh just, just having three of us w was, was a great experience. Uh nobody complained when when one of us got the ball and the other didn't. Um really just a, a selfless receiver room and, and I couldn't ask for nothing better.
0: Was there anybody out here this week who you like doing against?
4: Uh hmm. Hmm. I say Jaquan Shepard was was cool. Yeah, he's a good DB for sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I like going against him. <laughs> cool,
0: cool. So you know, what's next for you? You know, how do you continue to prep and kind of uh, put yourself out there a little bit more?
4: Uh, really just training. Uh, trying to get faster. Uh, uh I feel like that's my probably my biggest weakness right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, which can help me create separation. Uh, on the deep ball. So, um, really just. Really, just trying to, <laughs> really just trying to get faster so I can, um, <clears throat> just execute on that and uh, create more separation downfield. Sure.
0: All right, man. Appreciate your time.
4: Man, thank you, thank yeah.
1: you. hope y'all you enjoyed those interviews we had from the Shrine Bowl. That was Texas Tech safety DeAndre and Taylor Demerson and UTSA wide receiver Josh Cephas. Mallory, you're almost wrapped up here. Did you have any final thoughts from the East-West Shrine Bowl game? What you thought of that whole experience? Was that your first one you went to?
2: It was. Um, I was really sad that the only Michigan State player did not play because of injury. Well, I was looking. For there was a lot, bad, so there were there were there a lot of guys that were there. There were a lot of guys that did not play. That didn't like play They
1: good. added Jatavion Sanders and Jonathan Brooks, and they just they didn't like, play either. Didn't, yeah, no, they didn't play. No, I. Uh, course, well, Jonathan Brooks also like tours ACL.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I liked it just because of the sheer fact of how much access we got to players and mm-hmm. coaches and stuff like that. Um, like you saw, we just pulled <laughs> a couple – we actually had two more interviews that we did as well at the end of the game, um, and we just pulled them right after – right after the game, and nobody seemed to mind. So Shout out Josh really Cephas, because yeah. if you noticed,
1: the lights were literally shut off, <laughs> and everyone was out of the building. And probably Josh's team was on the bus home, and he was still doing an interview with us. So. He was
2: still doing an interview with us. I thought that was very kind of him. Yeah. Um, but, no, I thought overall it was it was a really cool experience. The best was halftime when we got to see the, the little – Oh Little League man. football team. Um, I don't know if you just guys saw this. Absolutely light up the field.
1: If you saw Baby T Law on my Twitter, I posted. Sure. <laughs> the, these Frisco football leaguers. You know, I'm a Frisco football league alum, and we weren't spinning it like they were back in the day. We were more <laughs> of like a wishbone tackle football team. These kids are running the spread. They're doing trips concepts. He was shifting, audibling, You know, like throwing it 30 yards on a dime.
2: You know uh, you know that baby T-Law, he was just trying to live up to the, the legendary Frisco alum, Carter Yates. <laughs> hey,
1: look, I actually am a Frisco <laughs> Football League legend. The FFL Pee I legend.
2: I was going to say, yeah, that <laughs> not high school.
1: No, I know we talk about, like, ha-ha, Carter in high school, but, like, when I was eight, like, I was the guy. That rocks. My, my Wee team won four straight championships. No way. And 40 straight games. And you were quarterback? Nope, I was linebacker. Okay,
2: I love that. That mm-hmm. rocks. Good for you. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, so he, you know, you joke he was trying to live up to that. He might have actually been. Like, I think my <laughs> I think my jersey's retired.
2: <laughs> he probably was. And you know, my you're, old you're Adams
1: helmet. Your jersey's
2: probably hanging in his room. Somewhere. Somewhere.
1: What if okay. I, I while well, I was joking, I was going to go up to him and be like, hey, like, uh, I'm Carter Yates. Like, are you hearing from any schools right now lately?
2: <laughs> I told you to make He's a like, Carter Yates profile from
1: the, on him. Carter Yates from the FFL Hawkeyes? Like, <laughs>
2: So good. I wish he would have done that. He would have felt so good. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, it was just a bunch of kids like slinging the the pigskin around, and they were really good. I mean, like the dudes were chucking it thirty yards, yeah, and throw it farther kids were ca- like catching it one handed. I'm like, who? It was really cool though. Uh, overall, the experience was great. Yeah, I other than that, it. the college players were good too. The they college were fine. players were good too. They were fantastic. Yeah. Um, a couple of Texas players, of course, that we got interviews with, and our uh, players with texas ties that we got interviews with but yeah overall it was good
1: yeah i just just hope they keep it in the star for every year Correct. after this. i know they've gone around to like you know vegas and they do alabama one time i know the senior bowl was in the Reese's senior bowls in alabama
2: yeah i don't know something like that
1: let's keep that in the df dub though
2: yeah, I like it in the DFW because it gives us something to do. It gives us some football to watch in person in February. It's a way to it's awesome. a way to ease
1: out of the withdrawals. Correct. You know? I can't just go Correct. no football cold turkey. Nope,
2: nope, you cannot. Nobody can.
1: I need to watch an All Star Showcase <laughs> game.
2: Yes, I agree.
1: All right, well that's gonna do it here from us at the DCTF headquarters. Uh, as always, remember home field apparel <laughs> promo code DCTF. I'm your host Carter Yates. She's Mallory Hartley running Mission Control. Heck yeah. And we'll see y'all next week. Question mark? No. We'll see y'all two weeks from now. (laughs) (laughs)